0: n e t s u i t e dot com slash w t f. Lock the gates. <laughs> All right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucksters? What the fuckaholics? What the fucking avians? Mark Marin, this is WTF. Welcome to the show. Tonight is the premiere of season three of Marin on IFC I'd like you to watch it I'd like you to DVR it if you have to and watch it a few days later don't wait too long to watch it if you can possibly watch it tonight that'd be nice if you don't have IFC you could get it if you are a cord cutter and vigilant I know you're going to be able to get them on iTunes uh you know eventually they'll be on Netflix someone told me about sling uh you know there there are places you can go to get this thing just do what you got to do if you can watch it on IFC that'd be great and let me just tell you something can I tell you something? Did I mention my name's Mark Marin? Hi, how are you? Uh, this is my show. Who's on the show today? But while I talk about myself, why don't I just tell you, give you a heads up, so I so you can decide whether you want to hang in. Uh, I've got Greg Proops for a little while, and I've got you know Richard Lewis for a little while. How did that happen? Both of them have been on the show, and usually I don't do that. Well, here's what happened. Sometimes my friends they they call me up and they're like, "Can I can I come uh, talk about my new thing?" And they, I think Greg and uh, Richard both have books. And I said, of course. And I usually I do it like you've heard it before, 10 minutes up front and uh, maybe 12 minutes, 15, maybe talk a little bit about the thing. Well, both of these guys, we just got to talking and they turned out to be longer conversations. And I thought, why not put them both up together? It's nice to talk to Richard again. Uh, and also uh, Greg Proops is here. And I, I never did a full solo episode with Greg. So it was good to get into it with him. He's, uh, He's one of the wizards. Uh, Big thinker, that Proops. Very quick on his feet, Mr. Proops. But anyways, that's what's happening on the show today. Also, geez, so much going on. I'll be in Asheville, North Carolina tonight. There are two shows. There may still be tickets left for the second show at the Orange Peel. Then I'll be traveling over to Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, There's still tickets available for that. Actually, uh, if you live there and you have friends and stuff, quite honestly, you need to step it up a little bit. Really, it was, uh, you know... Not the greatest sales of the two. Like, I don't want to rank it last, but, but maybe maybe just not a lot of love for Mark Marin Charleston. Maybe I said something to piss South Carolina off. It's going to be a few hundred people there, but I'm just saying, you know, get with it. Is that rude? Is that you know, whatever? Atlanta, Georgia, Variety Playhouse, Saturday, this Saturday, May 16th. I believe is sold out, if not close to sold out. Sunday, May 17th at the Joy Theater in New Orleans. Uh, tickets available for that. And that, I, don't, I don't want to. I'm coming to Cleveland, Chicago, Minneapolis, Port Chester, New York, Brooklyn, New York, Huntington, New York, Red Bank, New Jersey, Portland, Oregon, Boulder, Colorado, Denver, Colorado. Go to WTFpod.com uh, slash calendar for all those dates. I just wanted to give you a little update on the weekend. But so what I'm saying is tonight, my show premieres, and I'm going to be on stage in North Carolina. If that's not commitment to the stand up craft, I'll be checking in. I'll be DVRing it. I, I feel like a hypocrite. I'm not I'm not going to watch my own show in real time cuz I got to do stand-up comedy. But damn it, what I want to tell you, and I want to tell you this honestly. I'm very happy with this season of my show. And and look, I knew Going into doing a TV show, I knew that the first year would be a little stiff. I need to get the hang of some stuff. I knew uh, I was ready to do what I was doing and I was excited to do it, but I knew I had to learn some things. Second season was better. It was better in the writing. It was better in how we came together uh, and wrote for the world. It was better. I was better as an actor. But this season, I really think that we nailed it. I think that the shows are hilarious. I think the guest stars are hilarious. The stories are great. Tonight's show features Elliot Gould as Elliot Gould. And uh and his the 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 pitch of the show or the the story is I, I need I really want to get a talk show on television, but I need an agent. so so Elliot refers me to his agent who was played by Alex Rocco, who was Mo Green and the Godfather. The lovely Lucy Davis from the original British office uh, plays my my British manager based on my real British manager kinda. but but I guess what I'm saying is, I'm very happy with the show. There's nothing that happens on the show that you know I didn't okay or didn't create or, or didn't or was not part of the creative process. On this is exactly the show I wanted to do and all my writers wanted to do. And uh, I guess uh, at, here at the onset of everything, um, I'd like to thank those guys and thank IFC and Fox Studios and Fox Twenty One and uh, Fox. Uh, no, that's enough Foxes. Apostle Jim Serpico, Tom over there at uh, Apostle and. Avalon I'm not accepting an award but there's just so many people to thank uh you know why there's wardrobe people there's caterers there's craft servicers there's lighting guys I mean it's an amazing collaborative effort that brings a TV show into a uh, full realization and uh I don't know I'm just excited most importantly my writing staff uh Dave Anthony Jerry Stall Michael Jamen Seaver Graham Sean Russell we worked we worked hard and and they all did a great job and I think you're really going to enjoy the series Okay, Greg Proops, I've known since I was a child in a way. He was there when I moved to San Francisco in 1992. He was there for to see a chaotic, confused, boundaryless, little stoner, Mark. And he contributed. He contributed. His new book, The Smartest Book in the World, is available now wherever you get books. So let's talk to Greg.
2: uh, I'm on the road uh, I've been I finished the book and now we're getting ready to go out and do a book tour and junk and I'm still doing stand-up and improv and the, a uh, the and book's all.
0: really fun dude
2: thank it's you like, it,
0: it's very specifically you it, it actually functions as a reference book uh, I believe that if you if you uh, take the lessons from this book you will be uh, at least
2: the illusion of sophisticated and interesting <laughs> that's all I present Mark the shallow illusion of sophisticated and interesting my horizontal knowledge can only present a veneer of sophistication actual sophistication is up to you and how's the podcast going the podcast is going real well uh we've been all uh, we go all over and uh this year uh we're gonna do London and Paris I hope for the book tour uh, but something might come up but uh, last year we did um, I don't know Helsinki and Stockholm Amsterdam Paris you, uh, really, you you do a live podcast there oh yeah in Helsinki yeah it was great we went to the the first annual Helsinki comedy festival or whatever it was Who is it? really yeah. were you the only American there yep How was it? Oh, a Glenn Wall, but he's Canadian. Yeah, Glenn was one other North American. Glenn lives in the world. We did it in a rock and roll club in Helsinki, and we went in and the... um the sound guy's name was uh fantastically Nico N- and yeah. I K K O, right? Because yeah. that's the kind of names they have in Finland. And right. uh, there was a rock band up there hammering through like a Tom Petty song. <laughs> yeah. And they were all our age, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, no, and, like on. they weren't kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they they're hammering through it very poorly. <laughs> yeah. And I went over to them and I'm like, hey fellas, how's it going? And they fronted me like oh, they, really? oh yeah, no, wouldn't talk. <laughs> uh Jennifer was like, look at this fucking dressing room, right? Cause it was just, you know. Like what, like uh, just a shithole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was, rock a, it was a rock club yeah. in Finland. Classic. Classic rock. Club. I did it there, and it was great fun. And of course, I made I played the immigrant song because every Scandinavian country I go to. Then I'm getting ready to go to Stockholm, and a guy sends me an email, and he says, "When you get here, don't play the immigrant song because we're not, you know, really Vikings." So of course, I played it immediately. <laughs> and every time you play it in the Scandinavian countries, they love it. You know, that, what the Zeppelin song. Yeah, we come from the land <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, ice yeah, and yeah, snow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's some one guy. No, no.
0: Right, don't, right. Don't and he do said, it.
2: "Don't mention how good looking we are. Uh, we know we're good looking." And I read the thing. I read the email on the. This was in where? Which? And, it? and, and that was in uh, Stockholm. And I go, um, "Yeah, you guys are good looking." Ever been to Italy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, go, I wouldn't get you high on yourself, Sweden. Yeah, that,
0: yeah but that's the opposite. That's the, like the other side of the good-looking spectrum. Right. Like uh, I, I knew a guy who went to Sweden. He's like, "You go into like a gas station. You're like, there's a supermodel working right. here."
2: <laughs> it's true though. It's true. And they're it, tall. Yeah, they're tall. They're really tall. And, not, and the Dutch are amazingly tall. I remember at the airport in Amsterdam, I go, excuse me, I want to go to the bathroom before we get in the cab. And the urinal was this high. I felt like I was a child, you know, like. You felt like you had to wash your face? Right. It was so like, weirdo- oh my goodness, splash, splash. <laughs> yeah, what is this? Uh, it's a face bidet. Yeah, they were so tall. Uh, and the, all the Scandinavians are really tall. It's, I love that you're so,
0: like, you do that international thing. I'm still sort of mildly nervous about travel.
2: Oh, no, they love it. They love it. In, and there's always English speakers in every place. To be honest, Helsinki was good, but Stockholm was extraordinary because I didn't Norway and they're all right but I think they were a little more who's line oriented like they they knew me from whose line but in Sweden everyone seemed to really know about podcasts Uh, we went into a coffee shop do you do
0: any stand up there do you do stand up and a podcast you just consider the podcast stand up Do you you just riff anyways you riff in the theme
2: I won't go anywhere that I don't do a podcast but I did a stand up in Helsinki as well and uh, in in Sweden no I just did the podcast and in uh, Brussels just the podcast um, but I, I, I will do stand-up in those countries. Right. Uh, they almost all speak English really well, but the Swedes speak it extraordinarily well. Well, yeah,
0: here hear Finland, is a very be huge fans of... Like, they're big Conan fans, so if you had any presence Ooh. on that show... Like, I've always wanted to go, but I haven't gone. I want to go to... To the Scandinavian countries. It's
2: a matter of making time, and of course, can you afford it? You know, because these things don't pay for themselves. And right. The money they make is, you know, nominal or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh huh. so I do it to have fun and everything. Uh, and eat fish? I eat fish. And eat fish. Oh my God, the seafood is to die. Is it? Yeah. Uh, well, it has the, to be. The fun, yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, we were in, um, uh, Oslo, and uh, we ordered shrimp, and I'm like, "Go, oh, where are the shrimp from?" And she's like, "Greenland. We don't have any more, <laughs> <laughs> no more. Yeah, but it was like buckets of shrimp, you know. And, yeah, uh, uh, and Sweden. The food was tremendous in Sweden. It's like a culinary explosion right. there. So we go into this coffee shop, there was a real old fashioned one that Jennifer found, where everyone drinks coffee with sandwiches. Like yeah. that's a big thing to them. Got to have the sandwich. So they drink coffee with food, which yeah. I, I rarely do. unless right. it's breakfast. Yeah, and uh, the the waiter or the, the the guy who ran the place with his mother. His mother didn't speak a word. English and he goes Greg Proops and I'm like hey dude and he goes you've been on Joe Rogan's show he goes I love Joe Rogan (laughs) So I texted Rogan. And I'm like, I'm in Stockholm, and they love you. And of course, he went. He went over and did it. He, went he did? Over did, Yeah, he went over and did a concert in, in Stockholm and sold it out and everything. Oh, it's we. It's interesting where you know who yeah, resonates and right? why and what what how it happens. Jennifer's like Joe Rogan out yeah. of nowhere, and he goes, "I love wrestling. I love the what is it? He loves oh, the the uh, the, uh, yeah. the fighting. Yeah, the, yeah, the U, fighting uh, uh, yeah ultimate
0: fighting. UFC is that what it's called? Right. I, I'm I'm not. Uh...
2: No, me neither. But uh, yeah, people, <laughs> people
0: love Rogan. He's got a, a big uh, big reach. I guess we all do. I I'd like to go and see what's out there for me.
2: You should, Betty. And I, I guarantee you, if you. Well, you've been to London before. I, I have for two weeks. Just once. Soho. Just once, yeah, right. for
0: two weeks. And so it was I okay. I think it would be better now. Yeah, of course it would. Uh, like the, when I went, I was on the set of another show. Right. Like, you know, right. I did a two week run on the set of. Uh, I can't remember. It wasn't, wasn't a late. It, it was. What some, were you in uh, front of an office set or something? Or? No, it was like a dirty loft set. Yeah, it was sure. like. Uh, it, but it was. Uh, it, uh, La Bohème. It was a, an interpretation, right. a modern interpretation of La Bohème. I think. Does right. that make sense? Yes. Uh, you know, and yeah. So, uh, so that was. It was good. I, I need to go back. People want me to go back. I yeah, go they back. Do. So, when you wrote the book, this is its name for your podcast, which is smart. Thanks. So this is almost a companion. All branding. It's a companion book. <clears throat> it is. Yes, it's a companion. But w- what were you like? You just thought like everything proves you know, what is the context of my mind? Mm. And what is important to me? And then you put that in there. That was it. That was it. the Pretty was. much,
2: yeah. They, I mean, I went in for a pitch meeting a couple of years ago. That's how long it takes, as oh, yeah, you know. I know, the, 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 yeah. the goalposts keep getting moved. Yeah. And I, I I, pitched this and this and that. And then, of course, it all changed. You know, then you end up writing it. And uh, as things go on, uh, my editor would give me an idea for something. Or Jennifer would give me an idea for something. Who's your guy? Uh, Matthew Benjamin. Uh-huh. Uh, Simon & Schuster. Yeah, I met that guy. Yeah. And he's really, he's acute, cute. And, uh, you know, one I, once I just met with him. He's, yeah, he's a good guy. Right, he's, yeah. really, he's really smart. And, yeah. he, and he follows all this man. like The reason I even got the book was because he's a fan of the podcast. Yeah. So he got me into the meeting and I got in there and uh, uh, I said, oh, I, it'll be about this and it'll have this and feminism, this, that, and uh, baseball, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, you end up writing it. And I, uh, a, a couple of the best things in it that I think are the funniest things weren't my idea. Uh, and, and that's like what that's I think where the magic of an editor and, uh, goes of everything yeah, yeah like uh, oh, uh, one was um I talk about art theft on my podcast from time to time. Like, you should, you know, I'd Mm -hmm. like to steal this piece of art. And then, of course, you always have to give a caveat because you know how people are. Yeah. Like, don't really steal art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Matthew said to me, why don't Please, Greg. Right. (laughs) Why don't you do a a chapter called 10 Pieces of Art I Wish I Had the Balls to Steal? Uh Uh-huh. So I did, and it's one of my favorite chapters. And then I was working in Montreal uh, last year at the festival where I saw you. And uh, I was working over at a place called the- um, uh, Are you about to tell me you stole a piece of art? No, it would not have been great. Like, I no, the the, the best part would have been if I'd said, yes, I went to the Marmaton <laughs> Museum and I took it. I have a very small <laughs> Degas on me right now. <laughs> it's in my bag. Yeah, you know, I have a Brock. <laughs> uh, I have an etching, yeah. Uh, and the cat, Jeremy, who uh, runs the club I played at in Montreal, uh, said, I told him about the book. And he goes, really? And I go, yeah, this one chapter I'm doing is about art I'd like to steal. And he goes, what about the paintings of George W. Bush? And so I put it in. The paintings of George yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen some I, of those paintings. Right. Uh, and I said uh, I forget what I say in the book, something like he's challenging Art Brute because Art Brute is usually done by what they call outsiders meaning the mentally defective or whatever.
0: And, <laughs> and it's
2: a scheme on how we steal uh, yeah. his paintings. And it you go to Dick Cheney's house dressed as a color guard and then <laughs> we run in and grab it off the refrigerator.
0: I'm sure if you like, you know, you were pleasant and you showed up at
2: his house, he'd give you one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm, uh huh. <laughs> could I have the one of Putin? Yeah. <laughs> The one who looked into his eyes and didn't trust him. You know,
0: you'd have to do is sit on the couch and talk baseball with him for an hour. You
2: could walk with a painting easy. Hell, that guy's nice. I'm going to give him a couple of those. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Here's one I did to Margaret Thatcher. I never met her. (laughs) I think I did. Uh, You got the uh,
0: the 10 smartest drugs in the world. Oh, yeah.
2: There's all those lists. Uh, And all the baseball teams were not something I thought of. Uh, As you know, mistakes are... uh, What Leonard Cohen said, you know, uh, uh, cracks are where the light shines through. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every time I make a mistake, I try to amplify it because I find like, you know, the stuff you think of isn't as funny as the stuff that just happens. And then you jump on it. And uh, I I didn't make up baseball teams, but people started getting up at the show and going, who's your 10 greatest, uh, who's the um, all-time baseball team of Kings and Queens of England? Who's the all-time baseball team of Roman emperors? Oh, okay. So I would just do them off the top of my head. So they all ended up in the book. Right, I, I kept the lists from the show because I would write them down. And you were just riffing them, yeah. And like uh my friend Nick Jones in England who uh, I've worked with him. We made a I know that guy. You think. know, Nick. We didn't made him. Ma-
0: didn't I meet him? Wasn't
2: he here? Might might ever? No? All right. We made a we made a documentary on Bob Hope last year and and I've done a lot of work with him, but he he was at a show and, and a guy got up and went, hey, Here's your old time Kings and Queens of England. I'm doing Mick Jagger now. Yeah. Uh, baseball team. And so I did it. And then after the show he came up and he went, Oh, I was kinda of worried about you for that one. I go, I know I know enough kings and queens of England to so <laughs> And I, you did? Yeah, it was Ethel you know, Ethel Red the unready and yeah. uh, uh, Edward the Confederate professor and you know where do you get this
0: like how do you maintain this encyclopedic knowledge did you like like and it's weird though cuz you're a real baseball fan right oh yeah Deeply. and it, it, that's the one that's the the left field for Greg Proops is like you know you don't you don't seem like a sports guy but you are no i love baseball cuz you I'm... grew up with it
2: yeah mostly mostly baseball i like track and field as well uh football i could eh, i i go back and but forth. did you go to college yeah but i never graduated I don't Is think it, you need to graduate. Did no, you graduate?
0: I did, but it took a long graduate? time, but it doesn't matter. You're right. You don't need to do anything. But, like, you're, you're, uh, like, the idea that you could just name off, to, you know, what, 12 kings and queens of England.
2: <laughs> like, well, I imagine if I sat and thought about it, maybe I could. No, yeah, you would. But, but I, I don't, what what compels you to it, know that? It's the putting them in the in the positions in the field and then giving a justification for why they're playing the position they're playing. That's the tough part. About the eighth or ninth one, I was like, okay. You but what's, but see, what's your specific interest? Why do you know that? I don't know. I just have a I, know a, I know a little about a lot of things. Right. I don't know a lot about a little things. Uh, I don't have in-depth knowledge of anything. My knowledge of science and- uh, no, uh, Science, uh, tricky. Biology and, tricky. and physics and things like yeah, that. Numbers. Absolutely. The- completely useless and yeah every once in a while I get caught out because someone will ask me a science question and I'm like oh, oh, oh. so no, nothing to do with planets oh no no no, no. Planets. or math I no can't math. do math yeah me neither um, geometry algebra I I gave that up at like four so the
0: stuff you can kind of bullshit your way through
2: precisely <laughs> which is what the book is it should have been called the stuff I can kind of bullshit my way through would have been a more honest appraisal I think it's called a clamorous compendium or something i give it some uh, I gave it some alliterative nonsense uh, to make it sound uh, you know
0: no a, but a it's electrical. great it's great because like you know you it, like i like books where you can just sort of uh it, it, even in the in a good memoir if you can be passionate about something i mean there's a lot of stuff in here is shit you like yeah it's just stuff like well that's good right and there's always gonna be some idiots like but what about and like i don't know that guy it's not right. my responsibility to know all of them this is the one i
2: like right just shut the fuck up that's exactly right and Ugh. i was required to write an afterward to fill some pages because the pagination didn't fill out you know how these book things right. work like yeah you finish the thing you're like oh thank fuck i finished it and then i get a call. Oh, we need like five more pages. So can you write an afterword? And like, so I wrote in the next book, it will be more stuff that you like <laughs> instead of the shit that I like, you know, like. oh man. You got vinyl? I'm, I'm gonna, I have made an album in San Francisco over New Year's week. And uh, uh, that one's gonna come out on vinyl probably in the summer uh-huh. but also on download and everything else yeah, yeah, you, you sure. gotta do it the way but I wanted to do some vinyl ones as well and uh, we're in the process of like trying to design the cover and jazz like that and I did a long bit on the Giants and the new album um because the Giants have won three World Series but I'd, mostly it's an impression of Bruce Bochy the manager yeah. which I hope works for everyone and so it's not too baseball intensive because Bruce Bochy talks like he, well, you remember that Bear cartoon when Bear talks like this yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or, that's what Bruce Bochy talks like and so, right. it just turned into a surreal you know well, Angel Pagan's out in center field you want to give him a chance you know, it turns out Gregor Blanco had buried a goat out in the bullpen a couple years ago we really couldn't believe how tender it was and uh, you know, Hunter Pence made a kill shake the other day that put us back on our heels and, you know it's, it's nonsense it's just nonsense so that's what the album is it was killing it it, it was San Francisco you know like Uh, all you have to do is go giants when you walk on and the place goes crazy and then I haven't been like I I was up there
0: like do you miss it
2: no because I'm up four or five times a year I've already been up like three times this year but do
0: you miss living there
2: I do but I don't think I could afford it anymore really well I mean say we sold our cribs in LA and you wanted to go up and buy a place in San Francisco where are you going to live yeah you're not going to live in in San Francisco unless you live in Visitation Valley or Hunters Point, and even then, those places have gotten sheet
0: So it's crazy.
2: Well, I don't want to live in uh, Cupertino or Hercules or whatever. <laughs> I know you probably couldn't live in Cupertino because there's so much IT going on there. Yeah, the prices have gone through the roof. I do, I do miss that part uh, because I love how not showbiz. So well, yeah, there, there was so,
0: there, there was something great about waking up in San Francisco. Yeah. Like, you know, I like waking up here, but there was a a weird kind of fog and crispness crispness to it. And you just wake up. But but that was back in the day where I'm like, I had nothing to do. Right. Like, you know, I wake up and be like, I guess I'll walk over to uh, Valencia and go to Muddy Waters. And get a pint of coffee.
2: Right. And, oh, no, I'm going to go to the horseshoe today. Right. Or yeah. I'll go get a burrito for three hours. Sure. Or go bullshit with my friends for the rest yeah. of the day.
0: to sit in that coffee shop till someone I know walks right. in. Right,
2: right. And then we'll go have a day together. And then see what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. No, those were the days. When you, uh, right, when you didn't have stuff to do all day. And
0: you'd do, you, like, you do the Bennett show and you'd be fucked up for hours. Uh, right,
2: right. The whole day was fucked. Yeah. Oh, Do you ever talk to him? I emailed him and I I follow him on Facebook and stuff. He's doing good. I did a show with him, I think, last year. He was doing some, he's not on a serious radio show anymore. He's not? No, he was doing a podcast of his own, so I did it with him. Really? I, mean, I, I feel like, you know, I, I always liked Alex, and uh, he did so much for us when we were in San Francisco. I came he in a little so, late.
0: You know, yeah. like, you know, I I remember the first time I met you, too. Like, But I, I I came in a little late to Alex. By the time I got to Alex Bennett, it was pretty much, you know, he'd interview guests and then complain about ailments.
2: I was going to say, then he'd talk about his health for yeah, yeah. half yeah. A <laughs> <hour>. <laughs> like, he You know, I can't sleep anymore <laughs> because I've got a creeping yick inside my lower colonic. Yeah, and, and then it, he'd ask you, like, do you ever... Get the sweaty, like, the back of your neck. I'm not 60.
0: (laughs) Not yet. You know, you'd sit there and watch him interview a celebrity that you'd get through. And then you'd have to just sort of sit there with three other comics listening and complain about his colon. Or Or
2: watch him eat a bagel for half an hour. (sighs) Or drink a Diet Coke. I was thinking about the other day, though. All the celebrities I met on his show. uh, uh, Agnista Holland, the director. Dennis Farina. Eric Stoltz. I think of all these movie stars and directors that they would just casually come by. Well,
0: that was you know it was that that was sort of the end of when I got there, the end of uh, the the morning radio thing. But uh, yeah, I met I can't remember who I met, but I remember I got into a little bit of trouble. I was always sort of a dick then. (laughs) First time I met you was in New York though, at the Westway Diner around the corner from the original Improv. Right. I was with some other comics and I was a dick to you. I was like, yeah, yeah. doing the Tom Kenny thing, wearing no. glasses <laughs> and the hair. I've seen that before. <laughs> you're doing Tom Kenny's look, aren't you? I was like that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And
2: you were like, uh, no, I don't. Yeah. Why, why is this? And you're just- I was a dick then too though. I When I think about how I acted in my 30s and even really? into my 40s, I was a little too, I remember getting, uh, I was in like, um, Edinburgh yeah. and Provenza was there. Who, I'm, of course, we're buddies with, and I've known Provenza for a hundred years. And uh, he, what was that show? You used to do comics only, or four comics. It's, or? A, it's just so weird with Provenza. You could be doing like a, a one nighter, you know, outside a Reno. Yeah. And it's
0: Prevenza's <laughs> like, hey, we're
1: doing a thing around the corner.
2: Yeah, and right. You stop there. Where we where are. You, yeah, yeah.
0: In, in internationally, you could be right. in Helsinki. Like, what's Provenza doing here? Right. No, he's <laughs> always
2: everywhere. I know. And uh, this was you know twenty some odd years ago. And uh, they go him and his producer or whatever go, oh, we wanted to get you on the show. On the Comics Only, which was on, like, the Ha Channel? Yeah, right. Or maybe Comedy Comedy Central when it first started. What was it? It was Comedy Channel. Comedy Channel. Maybe it was called then. Right. And I I went, uh, no, you didn't. You didn't try to get me because I'm easily fucking available. You can call my fucking number anytime you like. I'm sitting by the goddamn phone. I don't remember getting a call from you, so why are you bullshitting me now? And I fucking, and they both like, what the fuck? Their eyes got all big. And I thought, I'd never do that now. Now I would be the nice person to go, that's terrific. Thank you. Yeah. Instead yeah. instead I contested it. Oh just no, slided. no, right. No. I've been how, waiting. How dare you tell me you tried to get me on the list? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, there's no point in it. You know, like I believe I'm all for honesty, yeah. but there's a line between honesty and dickitude. Sure. And, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Honesty
0: used as a weapon.
2: There was a it was your a comic fear. He's a very good comic and he still plays. And I played with him in Oregon years ago. And I was playing with him in San Francisco. And he goes, uh Uh, you remember we played together in uh, Portland? And I go, yeah. And he goes, do you remember what you said to me? And I went, no, what did I say? (laughs) And he went, you said, you're a fucking hack and I don't know what the fuck you're doing up there, but you need to change your shit around. And I went, oh my God, did I really say that to you? And he went, you were right. And I did change my shit around. Oh. And I was like, oh, thank God, because I thought the next one was going to be in here's your, dope, you know, like <laughs> yeah. just karate he, chopped
0: me. He, he was probably middling for you. Yeah, he was middling. And, and he was putting it up your ass. Yeah. And you are like, oh, fuck it. Like by the third day, you're like, you know
2: what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Enough of your Ricky Lake routine or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, right, I, right, I right. laid into him for and Whatever something.
0: he was killing me. Right. Whatever he was closing with and making it hard for you for right. the first
2: 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I laid into him for it. And I thought, I'd never do that again. And I, you know, you work with some middle acts, I'm sure you do too, uh, occasionally, that, uh, you know, they could use a little more focus or maybe they talk about masturbating for like, dude, I've, 30 I've worked 30 minutes. A, years ago, know? I
0: worked with a, a Latino middle act who closed with like, a, and let's uh, thank, you know, God bless the firefighters. Oh, like, like no. When, like it was, no. <laughs> it was a 911 piece. Right, right, right. And like they're standing ovation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People know? are crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, and my now, God. Mark the dissident Jew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He will disagree
2: with everything you hold dear. Oh. He'll be burning the flag oh, yeah. with a menorah. Oh, it's brutal. Oh, God. I hate. Uh, the only two things I object to, because people go, do you care who opens for you? And I'm always like, no, unless racism and misogyny. I remember a guy opening for me at Irvine, yeah. and he did 20 minutes on how much he hated Iranians. And I was like, this is horrible. I mean, then you get on, the crowd's a lynch mob.
0: Well, the weird thing about like this whole, there's this weird kind of... Uh, this idea that you know political correctness or that there's some sort of wave of censorship yeah right but the, but the weird thing is like no there isn't you can say whatever you want you, then you just have to accept the people that you're going to surround yourself with yeah you can go say that to those people and you can all be like why can't we say uh, this you can yeah. but not you know to the other people who um, are decent moral people they're gonna be like we don't really like those people no that's
2: all no, there's no, I love that people go that. Oh, they, you know, the PC police, they prescribe what you can Wait, say. It's where? like, no, they don't. Um, it's simple, common decency. If you want to say something insulting about a race, that's on you. Right. That's and on you.
0: And you, you know, you take responsibility for it yeah. and, or find people that enjoy that kind of thing. Right. And yeah. we'll know where you are. Yeah. And they often do. Yeah.
2: yeah please identify yourselves. So, and so and we, please don't come to my show. <laughs> yeah. Please do not come to my show, because you're the. You're the I, I did one in Chicago, and I, ha, you know, I'm sure you let people email you. Yeah, I, I did one in Chicago. It was on uh, fit, uh, last year, yeah, 50th anniversary of the uh, Martin Luther King's job. Uh, March for Jobs and Freedom so I played a little of his speech and I talked about Martin Luther King it Was I thought the show went pretty well it was a couple hundred people podcast. Yeah, The podcast yeah the podcast and a guy wrote me afterward and he wrote I didn't like your show I went to it and all you talked about was politics and I didn't agree with what you said and I want my money back and I wrote him back and I said your hostile tone is not conducive to discourse mm-hmm. and I said and yeah. secondly you don't get to ask for your money back after the show if you have an issue that's a five minute you know warning yeah. Yeah. If within the first five minutes if you're not digging it walk right out to the box office and that's Demand- when you, money back because uh-huh. this Tommy bastard right yeah you don't sit through two hours with the crowd cheering and then go you know what <laughs> i took exceptional and i thought wait a minute that was the show i talked about martin luther king so you were angry that we talked about i have a dream and it was like yes he was did you go back and forth with him uh no 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 he because, didn't write me back after that but
0: like where's the entitlement to that it's like that's what we, i mean like, I, <laughs> like what
2: do you you, you disagree with somebody yeah, walk well, away yeah yeah I want my money back for what you put in my head. I disagree with almost everything everyone says. Yeah, so I don't. I can't spend the day fuming about That's it. It's fucking bizarre, dude. I know. But Where are you? Uh, where's the next big trip? I'm gonna be all around the country in May. Uh, Seattle, Portland, uh, Philly, Chicago, exciting. L.A., San Francisco. Da da da. Well, awesome, man. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you, brother, and thank you for reading the book. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to see it. Thank you.
0: So, Greg Proops I know Greg from San Francisco. Now, when I moved to San Francisco, I was sort of at the end of one of many of the ropes that I'd gotten. Like, I would swing from rope to rope and then eventually work myself to the end of those ropes and have to get a weird momentum going where, you know, it was either fall into the pit or get to that uh, the next rope and climb up. And uh, one of the ends of those ropes was San Francisco back in the early 90s when I moved there. And I met uh, Proops and a bunch of other people, and I, I have very little recollection of what I really did there. You know, I, I know I was doing comedy, and I was wandering around. I was smoking weed. Uh, it was before I got sober. I tried to get sober, then I was not. So, smoking a lot of weed, wandering around, drinking pint-sized cups of coffee with brown sugar in them at the uh, horseshoe. Hanging out at the naked eye video store with the hyperactive Steve, walking around the Lower Hate, walking around the Mission, eating burritos, talking, thinking, writing things down, stealing my roommate's valiums after doing too much coke uh, one day, and then causing trouble there. I was living there with the with the woman that became my first wife, and we were living with another couple. He had a gun in the house, which was a problem for for the woman I was living with. I I don't know that I thought about it that much. I got. Uh, I played his guitar once with uh, the with, uh, stinky you know food on my hands, and that caused trouble. I was not cut out for roommates. Oh, boy. San Francisco. Anyways, didn't have a pot to piss in. Wander around high, wandering around high, trying to figure out how to get some traction in the comedy game. And then last Sunday night, for those of you who were there, Mother's Day, Mother's Day night, I played Symphony Hall, Davie's Symphony Hall in San Francisco for 1,900 people and change. I, I don't There was over 1,900 people there. In a room that was designed to accommodate symphonies, I stood alone on that stage and looked out. And man, what a fucking trip that was. I'd never played a room that acoustically perfect and that big, with that many balconies. I don't know that I was nervous but there were moments where I felt very alone up there and I was talking to the people and it's amazing to be in a hall that's acoustically perfect where you can just talk and people can hear you. I got off the mic a couple of times on purpose just to, you know, play with the acoustics of the room. There's a very up and down set. There was moments where I thought it was amazing and I was connecting and everyone was laughing. Then there were moments where people were just listening. Then there were moments where I thought I wasn't connecting and so usually, if I go in and out like that or I feel like I'm not connecting, I'll do a longer show. So in the middle of the set, it's somewhere two thirds of the way through, I just broke into a q and a we got some riffing going. then I closed the show it was it was Spectacular. And I appreciate the standing ovation. I appreciate everyone who came back. It was the highlight of my life, uh, one of them. From walking around that city, you know, with nowhere to go, not knowing what the hell I was going to do with my life, to returning there at Symphony Hall was, uh, I appreciate it. I, I can tell you that it is not lost on me, and I am grateful for it. All right, so Richard Lewis came by. Uh, his book, Reflections from Hell, Richard Lewis's Guide on How Not to Live, is available now in the same place as you can get Greggy's book. At bookstores or online where you get books. Okay? And, that, you know, I love Richard Lewis. He was a hero of mine and remains a hero of mine. Uh, one of the great stand-up comedians. Let's talk to Richard Lewis. You know, I'm nervous because, like, uh, you know, now how do I how do I make that, you know, me? You know, that, that impulse to try to get larger, which I don't want to do. What, what do you mean
1: larger? In what way?
0: Well, I mean, I like it to be intimate. I like to have the freedom of mind. And sometimes when you're at theater, you, oh. you know, you got to figure out that pacing. Well, it's, it's not the garden. No, it's like, it's like 800, 900 Those people. Those are great. You can just, It's I, my first time doing it. First time. Get out of here. No. First time, like, doing a tour that's oh, mostly which, like that.
1: Oh, yeah. Usually, it's clubs. It'll blow you away. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, as far you well, what? What? So what? I, th- I what? thought you would be ready for Carnegie Hall. I'm honest.
0: ready. I'm ready. But this is what I do. This is my preparation. Are you going to tell me that before are you got to? Are
1: you taping this shit?
0: Yeah. Are you telling me that before you do no. 800, 900 seats, you're like, "This is great. I can't wait to get out there."
1: I. What are you asking me again? I, the limo driver got me so fucked up. No, what he kept saying it was what? like a, a sitcom. Ugh. He kept saying, "You know why I can't find it?" I go, "Why is that, Talbert?" Talbert, by the way, was the Wolfman's fucking name. Is that his name, Talbert? Talbot. Okay. He says, "Because I'm a professional." Yeah. I got into the car, forty-five minutes early. Yeah. And he was way, he and he was driving while holding the mapquest, in a car that was twenty-five years old. I'm sitting on gum, the spinners spit out. And he kept saying, I'm a professional. I go, F-. And then and he, when he picked me up, he says, "Miss Lewis, I'm a big fan. I said, but I'll, you know, I, you wanna hear music? And I, and I said, you know, I'm in a series now and I'm going over a scene for tomorrow. And he goes, oh, I won't bother you. Hey, listen, I just, one thing, I picked up this comedian, you know, you know, people our age would know him, Jack Carter, he used to be on the outside. Yeah, I know who he is. And that was then nonstop, all the way to Finding Your House, an hour and 40 minutes of his stories. I just heard your whole fucking life story while you're driving like a mental patient, holding MapQuest <laughs> and talking about he your was, neighborhood, which I out. like, it's a hip neighborhood. Even though all the cafes are closed. And have, Where? Here. I looked around down the two streets. Every cafe had names like the old, like Ba and ku yeah. and yeah, Lee yeah, and yeah, yeah. Boom and yeah. Bang. One. One. Bar. I see fences, No, Ba was look. That he's was cr- open. Cr- Ba's <laughs> open, but B and Come <laughs> and Share and Share is closed. I know. They don't open till later. They do no. There was fences around it and condemned. Oh, geez. Do you I eat did. a condemned property? Well, no, that's hip now. That's that's not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not...
0: Let's you're, get back to <laughs> your question. Your no, question. It, I'm just a little. I, I get a little nutty. I, I get nervous. I get. It's not even nervous about performing. I know I'm going to be fine. But it's sort of my my issue is is that like do they know what they're getting into?
1: Yeah, you have diehard fans who can't wait to hear you riff do new and old. Or and my hunch is when you do old, you take it to you keep riffing right. on. That's and t- right. Well, that's that our happened favorite, last night. Our favorite comedians do that. You know, we feel like Lenny used to do that a lot. He's when he went back to familiar stuff, he would get open it up bored again. and he would open it up. Yeah, they, if they're going with it, you get right off what you normally would have done. I'm yeah. telling you, you're a master at this shit. But I mean. You know, I, I stay away from, a lot of times I'll, I'll stay away from old stuff. Yeah. Some kid asked me last night
0: when I was getting off, he said, do that thing from 95. Yeah. Like a big piece. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll try to get back in it. And that's what happened. I just opened it
1: up. Yeah, because you have all the all the experience after that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's funny. It's a whole other, it's actually not a bad idea. I mean. To re-explore? A, yeah, because you have a new perception or new, adding all your 20 years whatever on a pit that struck you funny when you were right. in your 20s, the yeah. 30s, whatever what, the fuck. How are you is. doing? I'm, Seriously. Well, I'm doing... This has been a good time for me, man. Yeah. I mean, my marriage is cool. I'm sober 20 years. Graduations. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. And... um uh, I'm just trying to shake the fucking driver alright alright
0: alright I'll shake you, it you gotta get ready to get I'm, back I'm, in I the car I gotta move over
1: you gotta <laughs> hey, don't even say that to me I said cause it's 900 the map course is 40 pages look like the bible <laughs> he's looking at papers papers while he's driving but what is he doesn't he have a phone the, and the street names here T- Hiawatha alright alright all Hatchet right. Avenue alright I'm not gonna use them anymore I mean, it's so, no, no, no! I, I he's hilarious. Doesn't... He said he came out of retirement for me. He said, what is this old timers' day at Met Shea, it's Met Shea Stadium? Well, Shea <laughs> what was Stadium. it? What was Not the Jack Shea... Carter story? <laughs> huh? Oh, was... It was great. Because <laughs> for you don't know, Jack Carter was a great comic in the fifties and sixties and seventies. Yeah. And, and he, but he's always known to be sort of bitter, a, a monster, but a killer on stage. Yeah. So he had to pick up Jack Carter to take him to a charity. Yeah. And he was, you know, he was of the age to know Carter. He was a kid watching yeah. him. Or whatever however old this Talbot guy was. Yeah. so he says, uh, he gets there fifteen minutes early, yeah and, and and Carter was in doing his front lawn, yeah, fertilizer and yeah. shit. yeah. And Carter sees him. It's usually good when they come early. It's better than being late. Right. And he says, you're early. (laughs) Screamed at him. Yeah. (laughs) And then he ran off. He got scared. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Scary Jack Carter. Let's get back to your problem. I don't have a problem. I'm happy to see you. No, no. I mean- Doing theaters is where it's at. Do you have? I don't ever see. I've done a couple. The, my only
0: issue is, like, for me, it's best if I get into one mind thing and I feel comfortable and it feels intimate.
1: Okay, and, I, I understand. Going I'm right, sorry. and then
0: sometimes, like, if I if I perceive that they're not, if I'm not hitting where I want to hit, then I overcompensate. When it's a theater, there's no fucking end to that. To the ability to to overcompensate, you got all that space to oh to, <laughs> to get big and run around. Yeah, well, you don't have to run around. No, I want to sit down. I want to lie down. <laughs> yeah. Really? I get emails from you. You're all over the place. You're killing. Well, you no send me articles. Uh, let, me just, let me get this. Out. What?
1: Uh, there's one thing. I I was a patron to this artist, and Larry David was too. Art uh, called Nicholas totola yeah. For thirty five years, a painter. He's an artist. A painter you know, can Im- imply. Yeah. Uh, house painting. No, no art. A pa- like yeah, a you, painter. Right. Yeah. You're a painter. Okay. Yeah, painter. I can right. No, I'm sure you're right. You're yeah. right, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, 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 fin- I, came up with an idea yeah. so I can show people off this guy basically, yeah. and it's an art book and uh, but with my uh, he I don't mean to be grandiose but Edgar Allan Poe and Manet. Uh, did the book similar? I didn't know. We didn't. So for the Edgar Allan Poe family. Oh, really? Like he would do a poem and then you have an illustrator, of some kind? You know, I don't. I, can know. I be illiterate I on know. this show in front of you? You're I don't an know.
0: intellectual. I, no, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm, I'm short on words. I use words in, 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 improperly. Me too. I don't know. I don't know what the plural of squash is. Like why? No. Is it?
1: Yes. Is it squashes? What the fuck is that's that? The fucking limo driver. Am I here? <laughs> Am I here? <laughs> uh, ugh. You know who the last
0: two people, two people I talked to on that phone? Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. That's great. They called this phone. They didn't. I don't even know who they were calling, but they called this phone on purpose to talk to me.
1: Well, that's beautiful. They're on tour. yeah, they're touring. doing the North America right. tour. Started already?
0: No, it starts in San Diego. I yeah, think. Yeah. but they
1: just. Caught, I got somehow I got hooked up with ten minute interviews with two of them, with the both of them. Fantastic! It was incredible. Which which leads me to ask you when you were talking oh. about not nervously but with anxiety about theaters. Yeah. On a on a commercial headspace. Yeah. You're so you've done so much in the last eight or nine years to get such a, a an intense, rabid following. Yeah. That just from my own experience, a, a theater would to me would be a piece of cake for you to sell out fast. Well, it's I did. I so, did
0: okay in some cities. You know, you and know I, and it I, varies. And I,
1: yeah, and I'm excited to do it. I'm not
0: saying I'm not excited, but I, you know, I'm just sort of okay. like I but don't look.
1: Even yeah. it's okay to be. You don't have. Are you be, are you beating yourself up a little? I'm afraid. Well? I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid
0: I'm going to disappoint him. I don't want to disappoint anybody. Well, that's the way we should feel. Okay, so that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Because
1: it's a larger group of people. I don't know. What, what kind of th- theory is this? It's a, it's a daily theory. What if someone was dying? And you went to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Would you care as much about that person if they wanted to see you and you did like an hour? No, what, is this no. all based on, on? Yes, that's how based. I see everybody in the room. That they, it's only a matter of time <laughs> <laughs> for everyone in the theater. All dying, Richard. We're all dying. <laughs> And that's how I look at it. How can I help these yeah, you know dying what? people? I'd be honored, even though I started <laughs> okay. the thing. We're in the writers' room now. Use it on the IFC show, <laughs> and then let me come in and die in the seat. You, uh, you want to Richard do Lewis? it, Yeah,
0: and then I dropped dead. We we would we would definitely have you on, but we thought you were like you know your dad, the other
1: guy. You did you oh, do the other Herb? show. Yeah, you're like the, that's that. That's it done. Now I'm doing a show called Blunt Talk. I know that sounds like a hell of a show. It's unbelievable. What I, is the blown? angle? The angle is uh, Sir Wal- Sir Patrick. Stewart is this progressive British guy who has a, you know, like a crazy progressive talk show. Yeah, like the opposite of that whack. You know what's his name on on the Fox? He play He's a. It's a. It's a progressive it? British guy comes over as an hour talk show. It's based on the kind of on the British guy that was on CNN
0: for a while, right? Yeah. What well, the hell's I don't that know guy's name? But Yeah,
1: but that's what it would be like. But this guy is a, dr- a coke addict. Oh. a womanizer. Yeah, wo- and and I'm uh, and and he has a butler. Uh, Adrian Scarborough is a great c- Re- character. Really, and hilarious. And, yeah, uh, and Jackie uh, Weaver, who won an Oscar nomination yeah. for Silver Linings, the cast is. Great great yeah 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 and i play i guess what goes around comes around it's like a punchline yeah? yeah but i played the psychiatrist that's kind of brilliant casting well how do you figure man yeah I mean, because like
0: it's a nice turn for you it's a big turn for it me. forces you to realize maybe you, you've you've made some progress
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't judge me like that what are you talking about you, talk, I, you felt i it was like i was really high and you turn it you morphed into like a <laughs> high school principal or a guidance counselor you're making progress dick <laughs> really don't <laughs> call me fucking dick. People, <laughs> guy, my guides kind of call me. Dick. I, I, most you, people uh, would take that as a compliment. Would you? <laughs> I don't know. You, I, I know it's. Uh, you know when I read that, really, I thought it was very exciting. What? Because this podcast now, d- ghosts do podcast now. You know, you you sort oh, of. Was that true? Yeah. Ghosts. You, you think you're? <laughs> you, they call in the questions from another room. Yeah, and they play the wait. Oh. <laughs> The guy with a Ouija What kind board. of book do you have? Go, oh. <laughs> Yeah. No, no. I read and it was great and I heard it. Yeah. And I love the guy. Which uh, guy? They said in your i just doing some Google searching, just for briefly. Getting up to should, speed? No, no. I know what you do. I'm just uh-huh. saying I wanted to, to talk about podcasts because yeah. I was, I've was. i done a few of them, but only a few. Yeah. And it said that uh, allegedly or historically, Mark Maron's podcast yeah. with louis ck yeah is considered the best but no no the, the greatest <laughs> podcast in the history of the medium yeah all and 10 went, years <laughs> no no but that's pretty impressive like at the time capsule yeah i just saw these guys landing on mars with and i put the mark Marin louis <laughs> ck podcast here on uranus yeah <laughs> it's in it's, I know. Congratulations! Yeah, it's it's to going up in
0: spaceships in case they need aliens. <laughs> they want a good example.
1: Well, of, uh, how could it be any emotionally than that. disturbed? Uh, friendship can't get much better than that. So no, it was very nice. It was. Uh, it.
0: What was it? See, it was just a few months ago. It oh, was, was a, it there? It was a few months ago. It was voted the best podcast of all time by Slate. It was no. It's very. I'm. I'm thrilled.
1: At least it wasn't like a Klansman. I'm, man, I'm man, thrilled. Man. I'm thrilled. You should be. I'm trying to feel good. No, I, I was springing in. I wasn't being sarcastic. That's pretty fucking impressive. But how hard is it for you to feel good? Seriously. Do you feel good? Lately, now, it has to do with a function of age. And uh, right now, to to be... Look, I don't preach about this shit. I mean, it's like going on stage and saying, you know, if, 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 I'm a Democrat, I'm a progressive, or yeah. I'm a right... You lose half the audience, if not more, immediately. Right. If Now, if you have your people there, they know what to expect, so they sure. know where I'm at, but... Uh, when I talk about my sobriety, it's so few people are sober. Yeah. That they, oh, fuck this, I don't want to hear about this shit. Or it's or monumental. S- they're slamming yeah. fucking shit in their arms. So I don't talk about it, but you you got, guys, question, you, got,
0: you got guys slamming shit in their arm in your audience now? At, they this, have b- only at this point? Th-
1: There's seats that you can get on, online. <laughs> <laughs> Some old dopers. For the old dopers. I, <laughs> yeah. I understand their problem. So you're like- saying
0: you think you've judged uh, negatively because you're sober sometimes? What, because so few people... Yeah, take need, it to, who who you, need, they it right, when you need it. Right, who
1: are, They take it as a personal. Yeah, forget offense. heroin. I mean, you're doing heroin, then you got You know, it's yeah, you're, in. you're It's over. You're in <laughs> yeah, the fucking yeah, grave. Yeah, good it's does matter of when. Good luck. Know? Yeah, look at the farmers' almanac. <laughs> you die March third, <laughs> and it's going to be 19 degrees in the <laughs> Antarctic. Right, uh, Neandark- hard to kick that shit for anybody. Yeah, it's hard to. Kick I got chocolate. Like a look.
0: I, yeah, I I had some this morning. I'm up. Oh, I shoot so, mine though. But you then shoot. you crashed,
1: though. <laughs> you think <laughs> I, I stole your notes? I don't I'm ethical. I, I shoot you my chocolate. I shoot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I just slam in chocolate. Weird, And if Weird, you right? really were a true narcissist, you'd be slamming up. You would make liquid out of your jokes and no, and, and, no, and snort them. Freeze snort them. them your cook fucking them. Own cook material. my own jokes. If Cook you em. sorted your own material and got an erection, that would yeah. really be the end. Yeah, that's that's my evening generally. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to your tapes and jerk off. <laughs> yeah, this is me you know, again. My wife leaves Not early for I the either. meeting tonight. I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can. But see, I, don't watch pr- that. I don't. I don't. I don't want to talk about my fuck. I've, it, Dude, I talk years. about
0: it. Like I got. I'm just over 15. Yeah, you know, I'm coming up on
1: 16. Of sobriety. Oh, yeah. I was talking about notes, but that's great. Congratulations.
0: Right, but it's a great thing, and like it's you know, a, unbelievable. I, if you I don't, need it. If right. you need it. It's a great. I don't. You know, I don't you know preach program or anything like no, that but anything. I talk about my sobriety all the time and I tell you I get I mean, a lot of mail a lot of email yeah. people thanking me people asking me what they do what yeah, do they I mean, do both of us but, well, yeah and I' will always answer it the hand has to be there all the time right it's true, true. so I so, so do we, it. The, the hands were there for us right so you know I'm, I'm ve- you know I'm very it's it's delicate but because I was on what was I, I was on Chris Hayes the other night right and he wanted to talk about podcasts, or whatever but then he brings up this article about aA and, and oh, that one on that new one, right? in the Atlantic, out? right? Nah, they write one of those every five years, right? Yeah, of but he sort of—it wasn't that he sandbagged me with it, but you know, it's very delicate. You know, when you're in the thing, about, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I said, look, I'm not a representative. No, right? we okay. not. Work for me, but I don't. I don't represent the organization or right. anything. It's a solo trip, man. Exactly. So whatever you got to do. However, you get sober is fine. Yeah, whatever you got to do, but don't slam things that help. That,
1: that was, oh, my that was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. A, it and was and a that's why I said article. that's why I said
0: to Hayes, I said you know who writes things like that? People who don't understand or a drunk don't understand the bug. Or all oh, right, that's true. Could be a guy that that's Just got can't it. Look in the mirror. Right. That's I, you know. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know. So sobriety, the new show. Yeah, the, the series book. is
1: great because it's for two years already. Oh, that's great. So you're working, and I'm working for my old friend and I, Chris Albrecht again, who I did most of oh, my my god curb and all my series. But my how far specials. back you go back to the improv with him? We were comics in 1971. Isn't that something? And he was a com- he had a team with Bob Samuda it right. was right like, at the old improv the original improv the, then but we would find but yeah but we weren't going Before on that, you know right. it was like you know klein and dangerfield and brenner and Pryor. so you know we had to find like i played a health club that was a good right gig. you know in yeah. the middle of a health club and they had all those gigs down the village were you telling yeah, me about that's those we right yeah, 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 yeah folk city was yeah, where yeah dylan and all those guys play that was it was very surreal back then because there weren't that many comics yeah, there was no comedy clubs the gigs no, were usually no opening for singers. Yeah, that's, if you got the big if gig, you got the gig, right? If you got the gig, it was all about uh, getting uh, the same shit together for, the, you know, you had to you had to get clean three or four monologues back to back to back to back for the yeah. Tonight Show right. producers because they had to know that you could come on three or four times, right? And you know, so you had to do the same stuff. It would be it would be just well, look. I mean, I'm an old guy now, but I mean, can you imagine having to do the same thirty fucking minutes? Yeah. But that's why I stopped doing specials after a while because I couldn't take it anymore. I was, my head was going to fucking burst.
0: What, just constantly? Because they want you to, do it do, it over they and want over to again. see what you're doing. Yeah. they
1: They wanted the Directors need to know where. You, I said, you know what? Can't do. I it. don't need any. I did Carnegie Hall in '89, and I said, if I do that, do I don't have to do the same material for anything anymore? You I know? think that's what I want to do. I just want to do that once. Carnegie Hall. Oh, you should, and you will. Just want to do it once and I can stop. No, you can't. Because you know what? Listen to this. I I, I tried to be... I was sober. I had like one drink of wine that day. It was a great night. Yeah. And I had... Used to bring... Here's the deal. I used to bring... This shit pours out of me. I'm yeah. not saying it's all good, but I had notes. So, let's say I would do Carolines three yeah. times a year in New York. Right. Down I the would, seaport. Or yeah. the no, one downtown. Even, even downtown. Yeah, add, the dinner add, club. Add, yeah, I would yeah. do it three times a year. Yeah. And I would make it a point to do a different hour and a half every time. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, after one year at Carolines, because I had legal pads. Yeah. Like on Carnegie Hall, I had a big piano. I had like at least 10 hours of material just that my you know, i mean i had the stuff but then some agent i've had a hundred thousand agents and managers no more managers i've had it with that shit yeah i don't want to wait for them looking out for my life when they're you know right getting a blow job in yeah. rome when i no, come to the show what happened yeah well, they're was, following I, around their young client the new guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hundred thousand dollar a week yeah. Yeah, what's that the show guy. called space gods <laughs> so yeah what a yeah but, <laughs> but I I just wanted to know how my ticket sales are yeah, in Tulsa. Right. <laughs> no, I you know his toilet didn't work. Uh, Vinnie Crawlman's <laughs> toilet didn't work. And he's getting 100. They follow the money, man, you know. Oh, yeah, they do. They don't give They follow f- the money and pretend to be your friend. Would you do you work with management? I do. Good for you. If it's that's working obviously.
0: Well, you know, it's like I it took me a long time you to better understand. got to be
1: careful. I don't want to fuck up the relationship. I had oh, No, no, it took me a, it
0: took me a long time to understand that they weren't necessarily my friends. That was a working relationship, and that they weren't necessarily going to do a lot for me. But I was with a big guy for a while, and then I left. and And the person I'm with now is pretty great. You know, right. she's actually, you know, helpful she and gets and you, man. She gets, doesn't yeah, want to put you yeah, on the wrong. Yeah, yeah,
1: you know, sometimes you know, the old thing for me was, and I, you know, I really enjoy acting, and and and, and like on this blunt, uh, blunt talk show. Yeah, I'm really playing a freudian therapist who's twisted right so i'm really twisted how this is jonathan no, no. ames right he wrote this jonathan ames yeah he's, wow. a, he's something huh he is a fucking brilliant twisted great yeah. writer man yeah. i'm I, I mean the words are like i mean going from curb where you make everything up you don't really miss that on this show because he's really quite a solid writer. oh man you yeah. would yeah. love it I mean, yeah i'm excited to see it yeah but uh So Carnegie Hall. So you have one glass of wine. Yeah, yeah, I know. But then uh, everybody's. I was in the. You know, I was about five years away from bottoming out on crystal meth at that point. So wasn't doing crystal then, but. I had three hundred people. they had like a little party room out in the basement. What basement? Not yeah. in the basement. It's Carnegie yeah, Hall. Yeah. It's gardens. in the den, <laughs> Sylvie. Get out of <laughs> Stop eating the carpet. <laughs> the den. No. The den at Carnegie Hall. Yeah, it's in the little porch. The, the game with room with the jealousy windows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had a fucking. They had a little room for a party. Right. right you know? Sure. Yeah. So, so, the truth is, I did about a, about an hour forty five minutes. No opening act. And uh, as I'm walking to the elevator, I couldn't wait to get a drink. Yeah. In fact, Elton John said that the only reason I wanted to finish the show was to get drunk. Uh, wow, it's cool. I mean, I you know yeah. I'm, subconsciously, I probably felt that way. I Can't
0: it's wait. Yeah, when I hear people say that, that about that, or they only they only do it to get laid. The only time reason oh, I do shows is to to receive love that I will reject.
1: I reject because <laughs> you don't want it, You don't believe you deserve it. Yeah, I Still,
0: no, no. I, I, I'm be, I'm getting better at accepting it. I yeah. can receive it.
1: I'm okay, man. I'm okay, I'm what, not once angry. you realize that you're doing you become an authentic voice of your generation, what will it take to smack you around? It's done. I'm smacked. By who? By all of it, I I, 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 I thought you. You know, I'm so narcissistic, I thought you were going to credit me for the lady. smack.
0: No, you just smacked me. You gave me a second smack just then. You're <laughs> right, but no, I feel I, I'm. You know, I, I'm. I'm comfortable. I, I feel like I'm funny. I'm. I'm in my own skin. I'm. I'm all right. But you some know.
1: people feel that you're crippled emotionally in terms of <sighs> accepting your, yeah. all your blessings. Yeah. yeah no, they, I am. They say that. No, I, I mean know. it comes out on your act too. No, I, I. I. I'm.
0: I'm a little uh, gr- gratitude deficient. That's perfect. And uh, you know, I have to be like but I had to learn how to be, you know, empathetic. I had to learn how to listen. There's a lot of things you gotta learn as a selfish fuck.
1: And and, and you have the you have the What'd equipment. You say? <laughs> that, was, that was Bud Abbott, ladies and gentlemen, before he <laughs> Had he shot up a martini at the polo lounge? <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I, but it's it's yeah, happening. It, I'm, I'm growing up. You know, maybe someday I'll master the relationship thing. But everything else is fine. Yeah, that's So right. you the do, an hour, hour 45, I do an hour and forty five. Do an hour and forty five. Carnegie Hall. Yeah. And get off. You want to get? Drunk. I, I'll
1: go to the elevator. I want to go to my dressing room. Mm. And um, and crazily at the time, I didn't ask, and it should have been done for me. They didn't put it on the board, so I have no tape of the fucking show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's really, uh, that, that. you know. Yeah. So, but- uh, was It was good, though? I got a standing ovation. So, I go back, and the manager runs after me, and he says, and then it was cool. He says, you got to go back. I went, hey. I mean, I had never done a show that long, and you know. Yeah. So, I go back. I do another 15, because I had- a whole decade of jokes, literally. I mean right. I had thousands. So I would but I knew these things. To put yeah. those yellow pages out there, it would take me months to get like five or ten of these. Because yeah, they were yeah. all new and I and I laughed when I came up with it. I wrote it down. You know, so if I looked down and saw a circus, I could pop my head up and do fifteen minutes on it. I had at least my eyes had to see it. Yeah. I couldn't remember it. Right, right, yeah. So I did it, walked off. The manager got me again. You gotta go back. <laughs> I went back another time. Third time, Carnegie Hall. Third, two, three standing ovations. Then I said to him, "I'm out. I'm, I, I you know, leave him wanting more." Yeah, I'm, gonna, yeah. I thought I was, you yeah. Know. So I go upstairs and I had all hundreds of gifts, all champagne. Oh. And I got fucking hammered. Yeah. And I went down to the den. Yeah. The porch <laughs> the party and all, a whole lifetime of people were there from kindergarten. To for showbiz people, yeah, and I was a total fucking mess, <laughs> just staggering around <laughs> so, like poor Dean Martin and De- yeah. towards the end. You yeah, know, yeah, I I couldn't. I was blinded yeah. by the booze. Are you mad? Are you you sad about that now? Yeah. I, well, no. Okay. Because the show was the thing, right? <laughs> and I was still an active drunk, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. but it, you know. So but, how do you approach playing a Freudian therapist? I mean, what's the angle? What, what, well, the you, angle is just that it's a you know, Hollywood doctors and you know do anything to uh, you know to help their clients. So, yeah. I'm the network shrink. Okay, just like hotels. So plan. they brought you in. You're a fixer. I'm a fixer. Yeah, yeah. give but him some pills. But he's bright though. Well, yeah. I mean, if the script calls for things that might sound unethical, I, he might do it. Right. But he's you know all therapists are. I've always had this thing with doctors. Yeah that they were projecting, if I would tell them things, yeah. one, I always thought immediately, whether they were alone or straight, gay, married, or whatever, that night. So, Richard Lewis, you know, the neurotic fucking Let me tell you what he dreamt of, a camel yeah. with a rabbi jerking off <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. during Passover, <laughs> and he had a a, a waterbed made of matzahs, and then he woke up screaming, ah, oh, what are you gonna get? What's the specials here? Right. That they're gonna <laughs> use celebrities to get laugh. Do you think they do? Yes. But worse than that, I think that they let's say they're let's say they're not fucking. Right. Okay? Yeah. And let's say in a relationship it's you know the lust factor is you know, nothing is better than that anyway, as we all yeah. probably discussed. Uh, they say, you know, you don't have to have intercourse, man. They don't. They don't say it like Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey yeah, yeah, man. Hey, dig it, man. You don't <laughs> have to fuck. You don't have to put your penis in. Yeah. You can leave it. You can leave it there. You yeah. can even be flaccid, man. Dig yeah. It. Yeah. Just kiss her. Yeah. Tell her you love her. Yeah, baby. I said no. And I said then I would tell her. No, oh, no. Here's what I like. Yeah. You know, sure. See someone for the first time up yeah. again, the back of the restaurant in the alleyway. Yeah. And they no and, and and it's no amends needed. They we both want <laughs> right. to fuck hard and right. leave. Yeah. You tell her that, yeah, but she'll say, "No, that's not intimacy." Yeah, I go, "Hey, who's looking for intimacy? I want to come really in a big way, man." man. Yeah, Yeah. and she and she says, "Well, you can you can do that with your wife, but I would say," and my wife and I have a good relationship and sexually too. But we've both been around, sure, and we also that's the secret to my life now. My wife is—I got married at fifty-seven. Yeah, so that's a different route. And you, you know, I mean,
0: I'm almost there. You were never married before.
1: No, I didn't. So I did all the drugging and yeah. the, the, the womanizing. Without
0: doing it behind someone's back. Good for you.
1: Yeah, no, it was... A, <laughs> no, I cheated on... Not on my wife, but yeah. everybody else. Sure. Everybody else. Yeah. And uh, I was just, you know... Was just My cross addiction was that too. Sure, but you're saying that you think that these celebrity shrinks, they 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 use... might... yeah not the, I, I think the one I have, I play Dr. Weiss. I gotta tell you a trippy thing, man. What? I had a best friend who died who was a rock and roll star at Ohio, the higher state university back in the 60s when i went yeah 66 to 70 i stayed there as long as i can yeah it was a whole other deal i told my father do you know kurosawa is and Truffaut? i want to stay here and get a master's instead of th- you come home <laughs> when i said kurosawa and Truffaut, it was was a kosher caterer because <laughs> i could have gotten a master's but because he was paying for my bills That's i was it. i was a you middle upper middle class son you're rolling I, meat but i said yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. rolls you're making the fruit salad with the russian immigrants (laughs) with your hands (laughs) and chanting gregorian chants you're coming in yeah kurosawa who yeah roll some turkey up and make it nice on the platter you mean phil kurosawa the gardener (laughs) no 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 this is a genius dad poor guy didn't understand it but i i knew he was desperate so kenny weiss yeah was my best friend and he, he was a rock and roll star in Columbus and, and he, he was with the James gang for a while. Yeah. But uh with things, Joe Walsh. Briefly. But yeah. things didn't work out on on the big he had a kid and he was yeah. only nineteen and mm. it's tough, man. Yeah. So he couldn't make the trip out to Hollywood and do that thing. But yeah. it wasn't you couldn't blame that. You can't blame anybody for anything. You just do what you want to do. He yeah. could've still worked out with his son who's a cool kid and great he has great two great kids. But he's gone. Yeah. And uh and I he meant he taught me rock and roll, you know, and we just line up he would say back in you gotta imagine, back in sixty six, he said, you ever hear of this guy, Rod Stewart? Oh man. <laughs> Procol Harum and yeah. and all these all these cla- it was, was classic the He, he was, was my guy. Yeah. And I, uh, but he became he was a g- real, real. He read everything. He was a real intellectual. he said, You got to read the White Room, man. You got to read everything by the- <laughs> you had to read the Ginger Man. You got to read this. You got to read Frederick Exley. You got to, no, you know, he was a, he was my guy. Yeah. My intellectual touchstone yeah. and my rock and roll touchstone because right. he was the star in Columbus when he didn't go big time. Right. So. But he once he really had to make a living, he changed and became a psychologist. He was Dr. Weiss. Uh huh. So when I got the audition sides, they call you know the, the you know the audition pages, yeah. it said Dr. Weiss, Holy and I shit. was hit like a fucking I mean, a spiritual hit, like because yeah. you know, I was a really good friend to him before he yeah. passed away, and uh, and I said you know sounds like a lifetime movie. I went Kenny. You give him something. You're helping me. Yeah. He said, "No, you're just you're in." Yeah. I thought I was having this little fucking conversation, and he had a lot. Of, you know, you know. I don't know when you start. When did you start going on stage? There's a point I want to make. Uh, I think How I old was were you? Nineteen. Yeah. See, in my time, I had to graduate. Graduate college. All these part-time jobs. Going to get fed up with fucking life. Feel yeah. hopeless. Right. And then find your answer through comedy, and then right. ultimately drugs and and sex. Yeah. And, as long as that lasts. But um so. He told me uh, Weiss had all these bands. And that's why a lot of our friends, like you are talking about, you know, Keith called you yeah. and Wood, Because they had bands at 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, you're, we're listening. I'm in college and I'm friends with a lot of these guys who yeah. are already legends. Right. Right. You know, like Ringo, <laughs> yeah. if it wasn't for Ringo, I wouldn't have met my wife. Really? It's trippy. Really? All this shit trips me out. Yeah. But I'm not being grandiose. It's just a surreal shit. But anyway, so I may just finish. So, um... He Kenny uh, Kenny Weiss from Columbus had this band Tristram Shandy, which was a novel in the 18th century, I think. In, yeah. In, in, and he loved the book. It was a volume, yeah. a lot of volumes. And I never read it. So I get to uh, the set, and I looked, and I meet the director, the first, and a producer of, the show, of Blunt Talk. Yeah. His name is Tristram. Tristram, same spelling. Really. And I went, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck is right yeah. times a thousand? So I said, this is it. And then when I, uh, I found out that they, you know, when I read it, it was almost a done deal. They, you know, I just nailed it, Um, and I just, and so when I go on stage, I mean on stage, on the set, and they hear action, I'm so fucking calm, man. Yeah. I just feel him cursing through my veins, Kenny. And he let, you know, I actually asked Jonathan Ames, who's really an extraordinary cat. I said, you think it could be Dr. Kenny Weiss? And he says, well, they were trying to clear the name. I don't know how you clear names. But it, it doesn't matter because you, you don't have first names all the time. Did they clear it? No, they oh. couldn't clear it. Oh, but yeah. I've never used the name whatever. But in your mind. My, well, I'm Dr. Weiss. That's plenty. And his kids know about it and his widow. Yeah. And they're tripping on this it's man. It's a hell of a story. So you use him as a, like a template? you use? The- yeah, he was a real eccentric genius. And uh, he he and he, you know I knew him in our rock and roll days too. Yeah. And you so- knew him all through it. What, he got sick? Yeah, he had a lot of health problems uh, and he died really young in his 50s, late 50s. Well, that's a hell of a tribute, hell of a bit of uh, coincidences. Yeah, I think so. Right? Man. Yeah. I think so. But I want to just segue into I was talking about the notes in Carnegie yeah. Hall. I, I, you know, I, what, like my 18th manager, I only had him for two days because he said <laughs> one thing to me. I don't even know what it was. Two days. That was my record. Yeah, yeah. I had in, because I'm a people pleaser because I got so abused emotionally that even if managed, even if a doctor gives me a bad fucking diagnosis and I go to a, get another doctor, I'll say, and the doctor said, well, come back. I'll go, well, why am I going back to a doctor who wanted to rip my shoulder out for a torn rotator? Right. Another you don't guy want to hurt says, his feelings? You know, that's exactly right. Yeah. But when it gets into the fucking health area where it is with me recently, yeah. I don't want to go to the back to this doctor anymore. So I have his training because I have torn this bad back. He says, yeah. Why are you fucking going back to that guy? Yeah. He's a nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> I've been with him a long time. Yeah, but he gave you a bad fucking diagnosis. Even the prognosis sucked. Well,
0: there's one mistake. You make one mistake. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, the guy's been great. Ridiculous.
1: Yeah, no, but so- Fear of change, too. Yeah, so this guy was talking to fear of change. So this manager I had for two days, I forget what he said. I said, that's it. Over. Yeah. I'm sorry. 48 hours. Yeah. Gave him enough time to drive home, tell his wife I just signed Richard Lewis. Show him the next day. Uh, you fired. Yeah, he said something that was so brutally wrong. and yeah. stupid. Ugh. you know. Yeah, it, it was, was unbelievable. Must have been. It was unbearable.
0: Can't remember it though. That's I good. can't. That's good. I I, blo- I almost had like a blackout. It's traumatic. It's post traumatic. I, I had stress a blackout. Disorder.
1: Yeah, <laughs> post traumatic <laughs> management syndrome. <laughs> <Yeah>. P.S. <P-S-P-T-M-S>. and <laughs> Yeah, want to do a benefit for uh, for acts that are are struggling because of their bad management? <laughs>
0: Isn't that close wow, to show? sell out that fucking
1: huh is that most of show business it is (laughs) every night at the comedy that's why you can't blame anyone but yourself if you're with uh, people that aren't doing the right thing for you Uh, get out of it it's like a relationship uh, get the fuck uh, out of it
0: you're doing it all yourself anyways they're waiting to take credit for it
1: yeah and well but some appreciate their clients I've had some people that but then after a while if they're as you said, if they have some new chick, who's and also, a sometimes woman, if you, if you, woman, I meant.
0: If you don't do, uh, you know, if, if a lot of time, what I realized with my manager, like we had a lot of shots, and it didn't work, and you know, he didn't want to fire me, I didn't want to fire him. It's like a, it's like a relationship, you know, you, you, it's sort of like you don't know what to do anymore. But you don't have the guts to say like it's over. But well, you think and you're making a me. mistake too, right? Yeah, because like then, what am I going to do? I'm going to be out there without anybody. Right. But it, it all worked out. He's a huge guy, and and we're friends.
1: You know, we, yeah, they're not yeah. the parents we never had. That's right. And it's really easy to mistake them for that. Oh, fucking hey, yeah. And you know, you go. So anyway, long story short, he said to me, the manager, for two forty-eight hours. Yeah, I, f- I wish I could remember. I'll probably remember driving back with the mental case. <laughs> And don't fire him. He's, he's him. a lot of fun. Okay. You got to. You should do a show. Just tape just this with fucking him? guy. <laughs> okay. It's unbearable. <laughs> and it's that's funny. The, that's the name of the show. Unbearable. The unbearable driver. With Talbot the dri- limo driver. <laughs> and he had a... No, he says he was almost going to park and get a globe out of the fucking trunk. <laughs> yeah. And he always says, I'm, why, are you, why are you getting a globe? I'm a professional. A professional. I said, that's the boot of Italy, you fucking idiot. <laughs> anyway, so let me right just... Right around here. Drive, yeah, so... Yeah. So, this guy said, Richard, why don't you try doing stand-up the traditional way? And I immediately fought back. I said, what do you mean? Don't bring any notes on stage. I said, wait a minute. This was like a thing that was important to me because it changed my life on stage. Yeah. He said, I said, why? It hasn't stopped me. This is years after Carnegie Hall and all the specials. I brought notes on. He said, because people will think it's a work in progress. And then it hit me like a fucking bolt. I went, it is a work in progress. But I can't remember the way I free associate like you do yeah. too. You know, it's like I bring shit up there. I don't oh, always yeah. look at it though. Oh, you do bring. Where do you put it? I put it on a music stand sometimes. Oh, you do. Or sometimes well, I throw he, it on the floor. Well, that's cool. I mean, I did it up until about eight or ten years ago. And he says, and I said, you know what is a work in progress. And if you're playing like I was doing it in Vegas. I said, yeah. People don't. They just want to see you do. That. I said, yeah, yeah. But I can't. I I can't remember this shit. And isn't that a cool thing that I'm... Tr- That's what it was. I said, I think this is a good thing to fans. Yeah. This is right out of the fucking gate. Yeah. I'm fearless, man. Right. But just by looking down for one second, he thought that he eradicated that theory. Huh. And I bought it. And here's the bottom line is this. I am tortured now on stage. I ad lib half the show. I spend. Three thousand more out. Three thousand. Uh, I'm hyperbole. I used to have my notes. Yeah. And that would be like four hours of stuff if I turned it around. Yeah. I said I'm stuck. I mean I'm I'm w- I'm cool for this whole tour. Yes. Yeah. And I would make a copy of the sheet and just have that one sheet. I know I do that too. But, but now, yeah. But I don't have the sheet now. Now I just have my computer and I have to put it in categories. I'm in my hotel. Going over like all right, uh, s- low self esteem, uh, marriage, uh, you, know, my, you know, you know, health. Br- you don't bring anything up there. Nothing. I have it for ten years, and my performance level s- level skyrocketed. Yeah, because for television, for seven minutes, when you consider doing, s- well, I can do that. I don't need a pad for that. But sometimes I bring. No, a- no. But I'm saying you just figure out what you want to talk about. You yeah, talk, three right. minutes, I talk three minutes. they talk three. Thanks very much. You're going to be at the Hamlin, yeah. and, and in your case, you're going to be at three hundred theaters in a row. You nervous? Yeah. You nervous. nervous? What if they say Scared. that? Huh? Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I'm not too. I major. know. I, I just I get hyperbole. Uh, no, no. <laughs> scared is not hyperbole for you. <laughs> that's just warming up. I feel good. I didn't mean scared. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I, I think I have to. Uh, you, you know, it's something I have to do. I
1: have to diminish the joy. Listen, I really, That's why I always talk you? I mean, a, I, preparation
0: you know, is diminishing the joy,
1: and and uh, and sitting in the possibility of like, oh, I don't know. Listen, take this. I, I don't mean to sound grandiose any which way, and this is only because I'm I'm praising you in a and it seems like it's a I could stop now and not press send, but sure. I want to. I so identify with you, and you have an authentic, totally authentic voice, and I love talking about you and hearing people talk about you. Oh, thanks. But when I saw you initially, yeah, yeah. I, you know the last scene of Rosemary's Baby, yeah, and this is only a one-month thing. What's wrong with its eyes? That's no, oh. That no, that. I saw like, because I never had a child. Yeah. <laughs> I just felt like this would have been the greatest son. <laughs> and unfortunately, you yeah. would have been fucking ream. And it was just after seeing one little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. I went, so you would be half a sheep yeah, a little bit of me, a little bit of your head. Yeah. Not that you took from me. Yeah. It's just that you reminded me of yeah. all the fucking pain. And as it turns out, our lives are pretty similar in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah, and uh, you know, so you're a fucking joy for me to watch. I mean, you're your oh, own good. man, totally. Yeah. yeah. But when I first saw you, sure, you're like I that. said, "There's my son I never had." Yeah, because if I fuck somebody at Woodstock, you could have <laughs> yeah, been my son. I would have been the guy. Yeah, you would have been the kid. Yeah, I think I. Yeah, obviously we're you know in the same no, a, that, I'm yeah. not even. It's it's. Sounds like that's that's half-ass praise. It, it's meant to be. No, that no, I'm I very think you're just, I appreciate it. I, but are you sure you can yeah. garner from yes. that yes. all yes. gold? It's nothing yes. like. Hey, come on. No, babe. nothing, nothing. All right, nothing. cool. I was you a huge guy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, yeah, huge fan of yours. And I definitely related to you
1: all my life. So you know, I mean, well, you were my son. You had no choice. <laughs> 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 and I had, I had to take you to that clinic, you know, in England to take the sheep. You, 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 you want to see had. if
0: I'm really? Yeah, be, it'd be a relief. I was real. It turns out I'm Richard Lewis's kid. That explains everything.
1: <laughs> Imagine that! That would be a horror. Oh, it would have been amazing. But no, you had your. You know, you just came. Listen, you know, people come from certain trees. I came from certain trees. Yeah. I, you know, I, and I was blown away by the free associating of Pryor and and Bruce, and uh, you know, you know, Bruce had a over overwhel- uh, you know a mother and lived in Brooklyn. The, the mother was just overbearing. Yeah. And, and Woody, the same thing, and it's yeah. like you know you get you know you come from a certain place. Yeah, you know Shelley Berman was real emotional. These, I mean, these were giants, and you hear, hear some of their stuff. Yeah. So there's some people that seem to like 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 you know they're there too numerous to mention, but guys like Stephen Wright seem to have grown their own tree in the middle of a fucking desert.
0: Yeah, they have a, a certain control over it. You know, there's a you know that need to like connect and 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 be in What's the th- moment and shit. That, what are we talking know, about? Us.
1: Oh, us yeah, yeah. oh yeah we have to like, you know, those go, guys like Stephen Wright they like they manage their time better but i mean i don't know where he came from i know where we I came from yeah i don't know where that came from but goes. i don't care we have to both i mean there's others of course but you've been doing it you know cuz you you're really like in that fucking mode now you know i mean i compelled I compelled to no matter, even if I have two or three months off, like I'll be in New York in May for this book you yeah. know, for the Reflections from Hell, and uh, I'll be—I always pop into Caroline's or I'm in Chicago mm-hmm. uh, in May too, and I'm just happy Chicago. I have an open heart. I'm just—I know I sound. Uh, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. Even if I haven't, I'm not Sorry. on that Why not road just tour get up right now. There. There. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. going to go to Zanes for yeah. six nights, and I'll go to Carolines. So I'm not thinking about. It. I'm not on that that theater tour right now. Right. Or you know, sometimes I would mix and match some cities. Like you know, I'm not going to sell out a thousand seats in Utah. Yeah. So no, I'm, do- do,
0: I'm doing clubs. I'm look. I'm, I think it's all going to go away at any second. So like I, uh, and I love doing stand up. Like I just go. I'll go to the comedy store now. I only go to the comedy store. I won't go anywhere else. The comedy store's turned around again. Dude, it's huge again. Oh, like, really? We, yeah, Good. we made it hip again. I don't know how the hell it happened. Wow. Like, they're b- selling out the fucking main room. Really? On, on the weekends again. Wow. It's crazy. Young people. Doesn't feel evil. It's bizarre, dude. Wow. Bizarre. So that's all, all I'll do is I'll go there. And I'll work some shit out and I'll do these other things. But. Um, what about colleges? I mean, I had to stop them alone. Never,
1: never did them. Oh, yeah. When when you never start, did them. When you start lo- looking at 17 at year olds, it's
0: not. I don't think I'm their bag. No. I have a very specific type of.
1: Like a person that
0: comes, I go, like the clubs are always very happy with me because they're grown ups, they tip well, yeah, yeah, yeah. not animals. I don't know how I, you know, this at my age I was able to to pull together a an audience that's you know mature people because
1: <laughs> they don't go no. out, no one goes out. No, anymore. no, that's right. To have them come, yeah, yeah. I, I wrote a joke like forty years ago. Yeah. when I was playing colleges because I started at twenty three, you know, four years after you. So all of a sudden I'm twenty eight. I'm struggling, going, what the fuck, man? What am I doing? Yeah, to use your phrase. I'm yeah. sorry, but I. Uh, so I'm, I, the the best thing I got out of the college is which I slowly didn't want to do. It was interesting. Colleges said, "I, you know, they're too young. Yeah, exactly. I can't be real. It's I, true. Because I like to just uh, like uh, unpeel the layers on yeah. stage, like you. Yeah. So, um, I, so I wrote one thing. I came out of that. I said, you know, I'm playing these colleges. This is like a joke I did on a special like 40 years ago. Or yeah. I wrote, right. I said, you know, I, they don't understand the premises. so I got to change it. So I say, you know, uh, Adlai Stevenson. I mean Madonna. I mean Madonna. <laughs> and that was it for me. And I'm walking away. I'm walking away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to walk away from colleges. All right, so this is
0: good. We're good. Yeah, it's all good. So we got you got the book, which is cute and nice and uh, beautiful. Yeah, and the artist
1: called to Toto. Totally. It's a really it's a cool little book. And the and the and TV blunt, show Blunt Talk on Stars starting this summer for two. years. I love the Albrecht stuff because he was at HBO. Yeah, and he, he started as a doorman at the improv. Doorman, and a comedy manager. Comedy would. Bob Sussman, the guy. agent, and then he was with HBO. I should, for I should interview he's him. A, he's a brilliant executive. I mean, gee, he just picks people, and he lets you alone. That's what he did with HBO. Well, I'm looking forward Curb to seeing you do the thing. Yeah, blunt yeah. talk is. I think you know. I'm talking about a show. I'm a recurring yeah. shrink in
0: the homage to Dr. Weiss. That's right, my and in this friend. box set. What is the box set? Oh, I. When did that box. come out?
1: Things that I. No a, one sent me that. Why can't I have right? that? It's a little documentary of my house that I've been in for 25 years.
0: This is the bundle of nerves thing?
1: Yeah, I boxed that and I thing like that preempted Saturday Night Live. A Diary of a Young Comic back in '79. It's all in there. It's all in there. Yeah, and A movie Drunks that that was never out. I, I don't even. I saw that movie, didn't I? I don't know. It's pretty cool. It's a heavy movie. Really you play an addict. Yeah, junkie. Yeah. I saw that yeah I saw that, yeah, it's pretty cool, and then an old special from the bottom line that never got out on d v d really from what year from 70- ninety five about a year about six months sober, so I wanted to put it out there. Oh, I'd like to see that, yeah, it's okay. I mean, you know, when you look at stuff twenty years back, you go, oh gee, I don't, you know, but you still know it's you. that's always been like it took me
0: a long time to realize that. I see stuff before I even knew how to be a comic. I'm like, I was really trying, you know like I can see myself there,
1: well, maybe your performance level, but the jokes are probably still funny to you.
0: Kinda, no? no, just like that. That I can identify my voice because I'm a guy oh, that I always I can right. always start like you know I'm not where I need to be, uh,
1: you know I don't have a point of view or whatever. And then I look back and I'm like, you were always you. What
0: the fuck were you? Yeah, uh, right, right. Going nuts about,
1: you know. But you, you'll you'll change if something crazy happens to you this afternoon. Yeah. it'll be on stage uh, oh, right. very soon I talked about pizza for 7 minutes last night I don't know what the hell that was about was but it? do you listen you have to I, I recorded it split. I record it you record, but you, isn't that that was always torture to me I, know. I, never, I don't listen to it I, have, I record them all I, I'm, oh I'm, you I don't so, to really, I used to listen to everything now I don't record either it's very existential for me now I can't take it anymore I, 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 I record I bring the pad up on stage and I don't look at it and I record and I don't listen to it. <laughs> I think that's an out. That's you can't. We can't top <laughs> that stupidity. It's great to see you. I love you, man.
0: <laughs> Richard Lewis, always consistently Richard Lewis. That guy. Uh, and I am not like Richard Lewis. I have my own version of aggravated uh, neurotic bullshit. I just. I think that's clear to everybody. All right. We are kindred spirits. All right. Look. Go to wtfpod.com for all your WTF pod needs. You know what I'm saying? Check out my tour dates. Uh, The merch, we're going to, I had to shut down the merch or the poster shop for a little while. We're a little backed up on posters because I've been on tour. If you're waiting for a poster, it'll be there soon. I'm sorry. Uh, Also, you know, go get, you know, get on the mailing list. Get on the mailing list. I'll send you an email every Sunday. But check those tour dates. Because I, I'm, I'm, I might be in a town near you. WTFpod.com slash calendar. Right now, we are playing probably a, a slightly out-of-tune Telecaster uh, through a hummingbird. That is an Earthquaker hummingbird. And that is also running through a Ghost Echo. Also an Earthquaker device.